one, two, and two. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Well, welcome to what season two, episode two of the Clutch Ball Podcast. I'm Garrett. This is Jay. Uh, we talk football. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with a new intro for us, and I feel like that's a solid little intro. What you think? Uh, it could be better. Yeah, well, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. But right now, we got football to talk about. Yes, sir. It was a wild week in the week one. It was. It was one of the best week ones we've had in a while. You know, I feel like a lot of games came down to being a lot closer than they should have been. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and Colts. You know that. Texans were up like twenty to three at one point, and ended up they ended up tying. Which I think, you know, hot hot take, uh, ties are dumb. Just play football until a team wins. I think ties are dumb. I agree. I know that there's the uh, rule in the playoffs where, you know, a team has to win. So they'll All right. they should have that in the regular. They should have that in the regular season. I think ties are just dumb. Just I keep agree. overtime going until. You know, next just as soon as it's you know, next 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 point wins, then you just keep playing until the next point wins. I agree. It's kind of dumb to see ties in the NFL, and it ruins other people's records. Right, right. Like I, I would have loved to have a Steelers Bengals tie because that would that would have been great for you know the Browns, and obviously that's our division, but uh, Steelers. uh, did come back and win that game. Joe Burrow played terrible, but we're not going to get off track here. We're going to start off with Bills and Rams. Um, this game was low-key like a snoozer. Bills had it 110% the entire way. It, 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 it was really uh, – uh, it was really – and then the entire game was a, a potty break because Josh Allen just went out there and obliterated the Rams defense, and Matt Stafford couldn't – throw a complete pass for his life it it was just really really hard to hard to watch for a week one game but I mean Josh Allen we know who Josh Allen is you know there's a reason why you know he was taken so early in our fantasy draft I'm still mad at you for that you uh you know 26 31 297 three tutties two picks I believe he also had a rushing touchdown if I'm not mistaken he did so he had four total touchdowns you know, he, he, you know, 10, uh, 10 attempts, you know, he, he is just a freak. He's like big six four, six five, but can, is mobile and has got one of the best arms in the league. I mean, th- this kid is the Scott Steiner of football. He's just a genetic freak. Yes, sir, he genetic can do freak everything. indeed. But yeah, while you were saying that this game was kind of a snooze for me, it's just because I'm still getting into football. I've only been into it since 2016. Um, it was a good game for me to watch. Exciting for one side. On the other side, it was uh, it was a slaughter. Yeah, yeah, no, Matt Stafford just did not play well. You know, 29 of 41 is not terrible. 240 yards, one touchdown, three picks. And they didn't run the ball a whole lot. Only, what, 13, 14, 15, 19 combined rushes. Jesus. You know, they just couldn't get on the field. They were just just getting pounded. You know, Cooper Cup had 13 receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. You know, if you drafted Cooper Cup in fantasy, you know, that you, that was one of those games where it's like, you know, he went he went off, but he was pretty much the only person to go off. No one else really did anything. Troy Hill, 
uh, with an interception. Uh, Terrell Lewis with an interception. You know, uh, punting was solid. Kicking one for one. It was just the Bills are, I'm telling you right now, Bills are my favorite to win the championship this year. I mean, their defense is good. Their offensive good. Their special teams is good. You know, they're coached good. There's just a lot of, of stuff to be happy with with the Bills. And, and so seeing this, you know, I'm not counting the Rams out, but um, I am saying uh, they need to play a lot better because yeah, I know it's just week one. You know, there's the everyone overhyping week one. Are the Rams even going to make the playoffs? They are going to make the playoffs. They're going to be fine, I think. But uh, I do think this game does just show, uh, you know, what would happen. If, if they met in the playoffs, uh, you know, because I think the Bills are going to win it all. Mm. Uh, the Bills are a favorite. Now, I'm not entirely sure if they're the favorite to win. I mean, by statistics, I believe that they're like plus 400 or not even plus. It's like minus something in order to uh, win the championship. And that's actually really good for them. But there are some obstacles. You know, Kansas City is still in the AFC. Fair enough. Chargers, too. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of yeah. teams that are definitely like up there and could definitely give them. But oh, we'll see definitely. what happens. I just think they're the most well-rounded team. You know, with the Chiefs, they have that insanely high-powered offense, but their defense leaves, you know, a lot to be desired. Right. And like a lot of, lot of the big teams, they have, you know, a lot of noticeable flaws, whether with the Bills, I can't really point out one part of their team that's a noticeable flaw. They just play so, you know, all, all you know, all, you know, one hour of football from every part. Uh, yeah, I don't see big, uh, uh, like, issues. The receiving core is good. Quarterback's great. Running, running is good. Defense is good. The offensive line keeps them healthy. Defensive line gets sacks. Linebackers, everything about them is just so solid and, and so complete that if they don't win the Super Bowl, then, you know, I'm a monkey's uncle. It really just all comes down to any given Sunday, one and two injuries. It's... Fair, anyways, enough. Fair enough. Final score, Bills 31, Rams 10. Next game, we got the Philadelphia Eagles and Detroit Lions. Uh, this game was – this game was – I wouldn't say it was a great game. I mean, there's almost 40 points for each team, but the Eagles were on top 90% of the, uh, the game, and then the uh, Lions with the, you know, late game comeback that just got stopped short. You know, if I found the Lions, I really don't know why you don't draft a quarterback. In this year's draft, there's a lot of pretty solid ones. Malik Willis, you know, uh, Sam Howell, you know, Desmond Ritter. There's really solid quarterbacks. And, you know, to see them kind of be complacent with Jared Goff is like, you know, are they – do they really think Jared Goff can be that guy? Or maybe are they going to try to go for a Bryce Young, you know, type guy in this upcoming draft? It just kind of – a lot of question marks, but uh, the Eagles had this one pretty well. Eagles with Jalen Hurts, you know, 18 for 32, 243, uh, with a rushing touchdown, no passing touchdowns. Miles Sanders went off for 13 carries, 96 yards, and a tutty. You know, Jalen Hurts also, he had uh, 17 carries, 
for, or I guess attempts, uh, 90 yards and a touchdown. Kenneth Gainwell, he got a touchdown. Boston Scott, touchdown. A.J. Brown made one heck of a debut with 10 receiving yards for 155, no touchdowns. Uh, and the defense, you know, did its thing. James Bradbury, you know, with the uh, only interception uh, for the Eagles. Uh, kicking was good. Punting was good. Uh, wait, hold on. What did I see right there? Oh, the punting was not good, actually. I lied. He had two punts for 13 yards, so he must have gotten blocked on some punts. That's that, that's yikes. Arm shanked one, but yeah, no, a uh, really solid game by the Eagles. You know, I see a lot of people hyping up the Eagles as like a dark horse Super Bowl team, and I, I don't feel it personally. Uh, I think they can be a really good. I think they can be a playoff, but I see a lot of people surprisingly saying, oh, Eagles can be a dark horse Super Bowl team. There's a lot of players that need to prove themselves, Jalen Hurts being one of them, because he played great when Carson Wentz was out, but then they traded Carson Wentz, and Hurts flopped to an extent. They won, I believe they won 10 games and made the playoffs, but then they got bounced in week one and and the first game of the uh you know that they played against the Bucks and so it's you know dark horse Super Bowl team no but uh, I feel like this team as long as everyone develops and they and they keep drafting well uh, I think they can be but I I see a lot of dark horse Super Bowl stuff and I'm I'm not feeling that for the Eagles but good win for them great win for them indeed. Not really much I need to talk about. I think you kind of took care of most of it. Yeah, no, the Lions didn't play very well either. I mean, uh, Goff, 21-37, two touchdowns, a pick. DeAndre Swift, I will say, played really well, 15 carries for 144 and a touchdown. Amandra St. Brown played well, 8 for 64 and a tutty. DJ Chark, 4-52 and a tutty. TJ Hawkinson, 438. Uh, defense, you know, didn't really get a whole lot going. You know, Tracy Walker had a sack, and that's pretty much it. There wasn't a whole lot of defense from the Lions. Uh, they didn't – wow, they really – well, they didn't kick us. Mm, no, well, it must be a little glitch on Google here because it says Austin Seibert has – he never – he didn't kick, doesn't have a percentage, but then he contributed five points. So that's – you know, he obviously did kick. Uh, so that's a little weird. Uh, but punting, Jack Jack Fox, four punts, 185 yards, two inside the 20, and with a punt average of 46.3 yards. That's pretty nice right there. But the, really, it was really not a close game, and it only came close at the very end there. Uh, I think the scoreboard does deceive. And it really wasn't as close as, as the score uh, insinuates. Yeah, that's kind of how these games are going. Not really much. Yeah, so, but good good win for the Eagles is they're going to walk away with a 38-35 to 35 victory. Uh, next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers and the Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah, no, this, this game, the, the, the field was terrible. It, it was all wet and sloshy and, you know, so there wasn't a whole lot going on. You know, Trey Lance, 13 for 28, 164 and a pick. He didn't play very well. Could, you know, he didn't play horrible, but when you bench, you know, a former Super Bowl, you know, 
Yeah, he has. I believe he has won a Super Bowl with the Patriots, and then he went to a Super Bowl with the Niners. When you bench him and say Trey Lance is our guy, that's not really the stats you expect him to put up, you know. But once again, the field conditions in the game was very inconsistent, so I kind of give him that. Debo Samuel, you know, 8.52 in a tutty. Elijah Mitchell, he's going to be out for a while. 6.41 receiving. Jaquan Jennings, 4 for 62. Brendan Ayuk, 2 for 40. That's pretty much it. Uh, Defense-wise, you know, Talanoa Hufanga with a pick. I like him. I like him a lot, actually. Uh, Samson Ibukum with the with the sack. Uh, Ibuk, yep, yep, yep. And then Robbie Gold, one for one with you know a twenty-five yard field goal, contribute four points. And Mitch Wisnowski, four punts for 161 yards, three inside the 20 with a 40.3 punt average uh, for the Niners. Yeah, there's a lot to be desired here. Uh, not exactly the debut that you were looking for, but also not something to freak out about. Uh, you know, oh, he didn't play well. You know, I, I wouldn't freak out about it, but it's definitely something um, that needs to be addressed in the upcoming game. He needs to go out there and play well. Uh, you know, because, you know, the, the excuses of the field and stuff will obviously, you know, not carry over in the next game if he just plays bad. So nothing to freak out about, but not what really you expected from the Niners. Yeah, the rain really did mess this game up for both teams. And neither team really played good in terms of quarterbacking. I mean, both ended up throwing interceptions, I believe. Trey Lance threw. I do know that Justin Fields threw one. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> but other than that, there's not really much I can really say. The rain was the rain. And uh, Bears got a win, so I guess they can you know, slide into week two. Right. I do know. Uh, oh, very funny. Uh, I do know uh, Justin Fields, uh, you know, eight for 17, 121, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he also rushed for 28 yards. You know, a lot of people are calling this like a coming out game. Once again, wouldn't freak out about it. You know, there's a, you know, horrible field, you know, uh, uh, conditions. And so some people are just going to play better. Some people are going to play worse. And so it's, you know, it's not, not freak out about, but it, it did look good for him. Dante Pettis had a touchdown, one reception for 51 yards. That must have just been a... A bomb defense. Roquan with half a sack. Dominique Robinson with the sack and a half. Uh, Eddie Jackson with the pick. Uh, and so that's that's you know pretty. Whoa! Look at this punting. Trenton Gill six punts, two hundred seventy-seven yards, one inside the twenty, forty-six point two punt average. That's pretty solid right there. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, this game, you know. The weather really ruined it, and uh, the field conditions ruined it. But, you know, I see a lot of people freaking out about it on both sides, and I think it's the people just need to calm down and, you know, just accept that, you know, there's a lot of twists and turns with it. And But if people didn't watch the game and they just saw the stats, you know, they would react differently. But if you saw the game, I mean, at the end there, all the Bears players went and, and just slid like a quarterback slide where you slide a couple yards only because they were standing on top of water that they slid about 15 yards. And so it was it was insane. But I wouldn't freak out if I were either team, you know, about their quarterbacks uh, and just try to go into week two with a positive mindset of, of them trying to establish themselves as starting caliber quarterbacks. 
but uh, the Bears are going to walk away with a 19-10 to 10 win against the Niners. Right. And for the next game, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this game was – me and Jay actually watched the end of this game after our game was done. And this game was – Kind of a dumpster fire. A whole lot of missed field goals that would have ended the game a lot sooner. I mean, they Steelers blocked. He was just not good quarterbacking. Joe Burrow threw four picks. You know, Trubisky threw a pick. He played pretty mistake. uh, No, he didn't throw a pick. He threw just one touchdown. Trubisky actually played pretty mistake-free. You know, TikTok boy number two, Chase Claypool, six, uh, uh, six carries. For 36 yards, Najee Harris went out injured too, uh, receiving Firemuth five for 75, Deontay seven for 55, and an insane catch in overtime. Absolutely insane. Uh, Zach Gentry two for 40, Chase Claypool four for 18, George Pickens only got one catch for three yards. I like to see him get involved more. That's who I wanted. You can ask Jay. I was on the phone with him, and when we took that pick that I thought we were getting pickings with and traded it. I was unhappy. I was very unhappy. Uh, But defensive-wise, Minka Fitzpatrick with an interception, Akella Witherspoon with an interception, TJ Watt also going to be out for a long while. He had a pick. Cameron Sutton had a pick. Yeah, uh, TJ Watt tore his pick. Um, And so he's either going to be out like minimum eight games if it's not a full – I didn't see whether it was a full tear or a partial tear. I just know that tear. it tore. It's a partial tear? Yeah, so All right, well then he, he, he should – Eight weeks, but he'll be back soon. Okay, so he's not out for the whole season. That would really suck for the Steelers to lose T.J. Watt. He's, you know, one of their big, you know, time players. And so, uh, you know, it sucked for them to lose T.J. Watt. So, luckily, he'll be back soon. But on the other side, Joe Burrow, 33 or 53, 50 through 53 passes. Think about that. For 338 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. Uh, you know, Joe Mixon got 27 carries and only had 82 yards. Think of that, uh, the, that Pittsburgh D-line. Just, man, this guy almost got 30 attempts, almost got 30 attempts, and he couldn't even break a hundred yards. That's if that doesn't show just how good that Pittsburgh D line is, then I don't know what will. You know, and Joe Mixon's not, um, not no Mixon. slouch either. Um Mixon, like you were saying, no. Pittsburgh D line is just ridiculous. Jamar Chase, you know, did Jamar Chase Tings, you know, ten receptions, hundred and twenty nine yards and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, four receptions, thirty three yards and a touchdown. You know, Hayden Hurst, who me and Jay learned at very at the last second that Hayden Hurst was on the team. I didn't know. I just heard the announcer say, oh, Hayden Hurst. And I was like, oh, he's – I thought he was on the, the Falcons. And then before that, he was on the Ravens before getting replaced by Mark Andrews. And then he went to the Falcons and got replaced by Kyle Pitts. So, weird. But defensive-wise, there wasn't a whole lot of defense. I mean, B.J. Hill got a sack. and That's, that's pretty much it. Uh, the Bengals played really poorly. The kicking was poor on both sides. But, uh, you know, Boswell was able to just muster one up at the end with not much time left. If he would have missed that, it would they would have it would have been a tie. Um, but Steelers are going to walk away with a win. But I mean, at what cost you lose T.J. Watt for half the season? And I don't I didn't see how much Najee Harris is going to be out for. I don't know if you have any updates on that. Uh, he said he's going to play this week despite the third okay. injury. But that's all I got. 
Okay, so he will play, but still, you know, you got some pretty solid injuries. Uh, you know, but you are going to walk away with the win for the Steelers, a 23-20 win. If you're the Bengals, that was just not good. Quarterbacking was not good. Couldn't get the run established, you know. Had so many chances to win the ball game and just unable to make a field goal to save their lives, uh, you know. So, at the end of the yeah, day, that's so, rough. At the end of the day, the Bengals just have to keep their foot on their opponent's necks and, you know, end the game when they're supposed to. But, and and uh, it doesn't help that Joe Burrow threw a pick six on the first play of the game. That kind of sets oh, a tempo. Yeah. But the Bengals, I don't really worry too much. A loss is a loss, even if it is to your divisional opponent. I'm not too concerned. But I think that there's still going to be a relatively uh, – strong force to be reckoned with when it comes to the playoffs. Right, right. Like I said, it's week one. We try not to, you know, we'll keep that in mind for our tier list, just not to overhype anything. It's week one. Had this been week 10, where we're halfway throughout the season playing like that, then we could, you know, react accordingly. But it's week one. You know, the jitters are gone. You know, they haven't played football in a long time. So I wouldn't freak out about anything unless they had like a truly abysmic performance. I, I really wouldn't worry about it too much, um, like uh, you know, like Joe Flacco or whatever. He didn't play very well. Threw a lot. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's just a lot of. I see a lot of people freaking out. Oh, is this team a Super Bowl contender? Is this team no longer a Super Bowl? Contender? It's like it's Week One. You know how many teams have lost on Week One and went on to win the Super Bowl? The answer is a lot. So. You know, a lot of people just got to keep themselves calmed and not over over exaggerate just because of a week one thing. So, but next we got the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. Jay, I believe we both had the Dolphins here. I still don't know why I I, I personally felt so confident in the Dolphins. I don't. I, I mean, it was justified they won, but I for some reason when that when that game was announced uh, for some reason i just thought it was just a dolphin slam dunk and it was and i just don't know why i felt that way i can tell you one reason and one reason only they played in miami and bill belichick has a losing record when playing miami in miami really um they didn't play good here mac jones 21 for 30 not too shabby 213 yards a touchdown and a pick you know, Damian Harris, nine carries for 48 yards. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, eight carries, 25 yards. Um, Receiving-wise, Jacoby Myers, four receptions, 55 yards. Kendrick Bourne, one for 41. Johnny Smith, three for 33. Noakes and Aguilar, three for 28. Uh, Hunter Henry didn't doesn't get as bald as much, and he's usually such a huge red zone threat. And to see him not, uh, you know, come away with, you know, much is a little a little upsetting. Defensive wise, Juwan Bentley with a sack, Matthew Judon with the sack, Dietrich Weiss Jr. with a sack, uh, no picks, and then uh, for the uh, Patriots, you know, it, it, a lot of people are saying, you know, is Belichick's time up? I don't know. This is not that same Brady Gronk powerhouse team that won all those Super Bowls. This is a hundred percent new era Patriots and you know, Belichick's going to have to sink or swim here. But if they end up having a, a, a good season, I think he's fine. But if he ends up having like a bad season, then, you know, 
it might be time to be done with it. He's been coached for a long, long time. One of the greatest, if not the greatest coach of all time. Um, it, it's just, you know, how things might have to be because that, that Belichick regime might not work under, the, you know, Mac Jones like it did with Tom Brady. Uh, it's possible. Dude is only in his it happens. Right, right. Like I said, not overhyping or freaking out about nothing, but the Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa, 23 for 33, 270 in a tutty, no picks, big goose egg in that interception spot. That's what we like. You know, if you're a Tua fan or a Dolphins fan, you like seeing that goose egg in the interception spot. Chase Edmonds, you know, didn't do a whole lot of rushing, honestly. Uh, Chase, Ed- Chase Edmonds, 12 for 25. Raheem Mostert, 5 for 16. Everyone else, you know, Jalen Waddle had a, you know, jet sweep that went for eight yards. Same with Cedric. Tyreek as well. Uh, receiving Tyreek, 8 for 94. Another insane catch in the game. Uh, Jalen Waddle, 4 for 69 and a touchdown. Chase Edmonds, 4 for, four for 40. Cedric Wilson, 2 for 20. Defense. Brandon Jones with the sack. Emmanuel Agba for a sack. Javon Holland had an interception. And that's pretty much there on uh, offense and defense. But the Dolphins just came out firing, and the Patriots just couldn't muster up a drive to save their lives. And, you know, I'm, like I said, we're not freaking out about nothing. We're not going, oh, this is Tua's breakout game. Like, you know, we're not like we're not doing that with Justin Fields. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it he just continues to play like that. You know, just not turning the ball over, you know, getting the, you know, and he had a couple big long balls to Tyreek that game, you know, showed off some arm power and accuracy. You know, as Tyreek said, two was the most accurate quarterback he's ever played with. I don't know how I had, how accurate that is and not That's just hilarious. free and not just, you know, he's my new quarterback time to gas him up because he can't say arm power because two doesn't exactly have a cannon on his arm, but uh no, if this if you're the Patriots, you know you kind of just gotta go back to the drawing board here. Uh, but if you're the Dolphins, you know you feel good about this one, and you look forward to Week Two. Uh, Tua played well, Tyreek played well. The offense looked like how you want the offense to look. Tua being able to get get the ball downfield, push the ball downfield, and not throw interceptions. So even if you only have one touchdown, you know uh, he had a you know. No interceptions. I feel like I keep stressing the no interceptions just because that was a big issue. Was he didn't have a big arm and he was too interception prone. Well, this game he had he made some big throws uh, and you know didn't throw any interceptions. So I, I think it's looking up for Tua and the Dolphins. I know a lot of people like to write him off as a bust, but you know, like I said, I'm not saying he's not because of a good Week One performance, but I'm saying it's a step in the right direction, and the Dolphins are going to win twenty to seven against the Patriots. Good one for the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. The next, we got our game, the Cleveland Browns versus the Carolina Panthers. This game was so good. So good. Not even because of any ending, but the game was back and forth. The Browns did have a 20-7 to lead, uh, I believe right after halftime. And uh, it would look like the Browns were just going to – milk it away but then all of a sudden you know baker mayfield with a little bit of a comeback you know found uh, ian thomas on a broken play found robbie anderson on a broken play um you know big throws accurate throws touchdown one of them was a touchdown one of them down by the two just to be punched in by christian mccaffrey um who also christian mccaffrey only got 
10 carries. I, I am not a fan of Christian McCaffrey only getting 10 carries. He did get four receptions, but I know you're not trying to overwork Christian McCaffrey, but there's, you know, not wanting to overwork him and being safe. And then there's simply not using him, you know, in the playbook. And I felt like this was more the latter in this game where they just didn't want him to get hurt. They were like scared of him getting hurt. And so they just used them as little as they possibly could, which um, I think was part of their detriment. Cleveland Browns didn't do a whole great either on the other side. I mean, Nick Chubb, 22 carries for 141. Kareem Hunt, 11 carries, 46 yards, a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Anthony Schwartz had some nice jet sweeps. Jacoby Brissett had a good scramble or two. Jacoby was 18 for 34 for 147 and a touchdown. And that's the one thing that we said that the Browns could be successful is that Jacoby Brissett just doesn't throw picks and can just game manage. And he game managed this game and led a drive at the end to win the game. Donovan Peoples-Jones, six for 60. You know, he's one of my breakout guys who I think are going to have a huge breakout season. Kareem Hunt got a uh, four for 24 and a receiving touchdown. Anthony Schwartz had a good play. Harrison Bryant got a couple catches. Amari Cooper was relatively quiet. And David Njoku only got one pass uh, thrown at him all game. And I want to see him get more involved. I know when Deshaun comes back, Njoku will be more involved because Deshaun likes his tight ends. Uh, you know, when he was with the Texans, he had a guy, what's his name? Uh, can't think of his name now, but he ended up retiring due to concussions. And then he also had a... I'm struggling to remember the tight ends' names, uh, but he he liked he liked the tight ends he played with. He threw at them a lot, along with DeAndre Hopkins. Defense: John Johnson with half a sack, Miles Garrett with two sacks, uh, Tommy Togaye has half a sack. So combined three sacks by the Browns. Um, Interception-wise, Grant Delpit picked off. Uh, Baker was going on a post route. And it just, I don't know if he was expecting his receiver to stop. I'm not quite sure what, but he had a guy there and he just overthrew it and right to the safety Delpit. Uh, and uh, so kick returns, Jerome Ford had one kick return, which is weird. He's the backup running, uh, third string running back. Seeing him get a kick return is a little weird. Dimitri Felton did fine punting, you know, uh, uh, punting, punt returning. Corey Borquez did all right, four for 187. Two inside the 20 for a 46.8 average. And the big one, Cade York, four for four, 100% uh, kicking percentage with his long being a 58-yarder. He contributed 14 points, and that 58-yarder was, in fact, the game-winning kick with only eight seconds remaining. Uh, and, and for the Panthers, you know, you don't freak out too much about this. You know, it hurts. You, you know, had led the Baker led the comeback, didn't play very good in the first or second half, came back in the third and fourth and started lighting it up for a little bit there. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, like like he was expected to do was to go in there and, and go get this lead, which he, he did. But then, you know, a questionable holding call, a questionable roughing the passer call um, and uh, a straight up missed penalty on the Browns on that last drive where Jacoby uh, fake spiked it and then spiked it, and then they threw the penalty for intentional, picked it back up and said, there's no penalty, he just didn't fake spiked it. Well, my the thing is, that is the penalty. You can't fake spike it. Right. And that would have been a 10-second runoff along with uh, 
a loss of 10 yards, which would then have made that kick a 68-yard field goal. Uh, and they would only have three seconds to get the kick off. Because remember, they had no timeouts because they had to use it all to get the ball back in the first place. But Baker Mayfield, 16 for 27, I'll you know, 235. It. Oh, you got it? You're on it? So, yeah, Baker Mayfield, 16, 27, 235 yards, one touchdown, one pick. We've already talked about the pick. Um, as we were saying, Christian McCaffrey only got 10 carries, 33 yards. He did get a touchdown, but if I'm Matt Rule, and I'm not, I'm very happy about that. But if I am Matt Rule, I personally would have rather seen at least 15 carries, maybe 20. I know that our deal is that we're trying to, like, not use him as much so that we can keep him fresh. But having him only carry the ball 10 times and receive it, what, four times? Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. It's just like McCaffrey was not in the game plan this week. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, like I said, there's there's a difference <laughs> in trying to protect him and giving him less of a load uh, and then pretty much not using him at all in the game plan. And I just, I just didn't agree with that. I was calling that out when we were watching the game. I was just like, man – why is Baker throwing it so much? You know, why is Christian McCaffrey not getting more more rushes? I mean, with the couple he got, he was eating us up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, other than that, not really much to talk about in rushing except for Baker Mayfield carrying the ball five times for six yards and a touchdown. Uh, touchdown is really what matters here, not the six yards. Receiving Riley Anderson with that huge 75-yard touchdown reception, which was blown coverage, but, hey, he got the catch, and that's what matters because Robbie had a huge year for dropping. Other than that, Ian Thomas, two catches for 53-yard coverage, which ended up getting into the end zone thanks to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, not really much else to talk about in terms of receiving. In terms of defense, nobody got any interceptions, but Damian Wilson... Acquired linebacker ended up getting a sack, and yeah, that's about it in terms of defense. I would have liked to see more of Dante Jackson. He got cooked basically all game. Uh, Xavier Woods would have liked more too. Same thing with uh, Jason Horn, but there's not much we can really do about that. We'll see what happens later on in the season. I'm expecting my defense to do a lot more. You know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw a lot of. Uh... Dante Jackson, a lot of uh, J.C. Horn on uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they had a couple good reflect, uh, deflections. But, um, you know, for the most part, they just seemed off. Like the one play where uh, I believe it was Amari Cooper was wide open. He was on uh, J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn just tripped. That was the easiest six points of Jacoby's life if he could have delivered the ball. Um, and then there's that Jacoby interception that, you know, there was a, he already threw it in a double coverage. Two guys zone the one guy was already in front of i believe it was donovan people's jones or amari cooper in the end zone uh ready to try to, to get the touchdown but one of the um I, I i don't remember if it was if it was dante that picked it off but then uh uh what's his name what's his name Excuse cj henderson was behind him and they could have just picked it off and not really had to mess with the Browns receiver much at all. They had the positioning, but for some reason, uh, C.J. Henderson, when they went up, he just grabbed them and just threw them on the ground for the most blatant pass interference call I've seen in a while. And it was just one of those like head-scratching moves where it's just like, why? 
a lot of penalties hurt the Panthers as well. Just got to, you know, be a little more disciplined and not give up. I think the end, the end, it was like 12 penalties for a hundred and something yards. It's, you're not going to win a lot of ball games giving up so many penalties. But overall, I think it, it was a really good game, especially at the end there. We were both, you know, my, man, my heart was pumping. You know, I felt like I was going to throw up at the end there, especially after Baker went down, got a touchdown, you know, got three in the next drive, went down, got another touchdown, you know, got a stop. He went and got a field goal for the lead. I was oh, I, I was sick to my stomach, <laughs> and I know you were too. Oh, yeah. But I was sick to my stomach for a completely different reason. Mr. Jacoby Brissett with your flop. Anyways, final score, Browns 26, Panthers 24. GG's there. <laughs> GG's. I will. I gotta remember to write out uh, my bet for you, and 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 send that to you at some point, and then we'll 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 get that in. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten about it. I'm just deciding whether I want to do a paragraph or if I want to if I want to make a Google Slides for you. I'll decide, and and then I'll send it to you, and then our uh, our little bet uh, can uh, you know be resolved. But the next we have, (laughs) bro, you're doing it as part of the bet. We agreed to it. You're doing it. All right, all right. right. Next game we got Colts and Texans. Texans. Yeah, this game was. I mean, we one thing you look at Matt Ryan, you know, threw the ball fifty times for three fifty-two, a touchdown and a pick. You know, they try to make a comeback at the end, and they just neither team could do anything and. And it was OT, but the Texans were up. I can't remember. It was like seven to twenty or three to seventeen. They were up by a good little uh, margin there, and just couldn't hold on to it. But like I said, I think ties are the dumbest thing in football. But uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we'll try to, You know, we're thirty-seven. Next teams, we're gonna try to speed it up a little bit here. Uh, right. Matt Ryan, 30, 32 for 50, 352, one touchdown, one pick. Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries for 161, and a touchdown. Uh, Michael Pittman, one of my guys I drafted in fantasy, really well. He's going to be one of my breakout guys as well. Uh, he had nine for 121, and a touchdown. Naeem Hines, six for 50, no touchdowns. Ashton Doolin, three for 46. Paris Campbell, three for 37. Uh, defense, Quiddy Pay with two sacks. EJ Speed with a sack. Not seeing any picks here, so I guess Davis Mills didn't throw any picks. Impressive. He did not. And then Texans, Davis Mills, you know, played really well. 23 for 37, 240 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. Uh, you know, the run game wasn't really effective at all. Burkhead, 14 for 40. Pierce, 11 for 33. Jeff Driscoll, who just got transitioned, he was one for five. Uh, Brandon Cooks, eight for, uh, seven for 82. O.J. Howard, 2 for 38, 2 touchdowns. Chris Moore, 3 for 31. Rex Burkhead, 5 for 30. Nico Collins, 2 for 26. Farrell Brown, 1 for 17. Defense, Jerry Hughes, the former Bills big man, he got two sacks. And, and, and then, oh, he was doing everything for the Texans. Oh, goodness, I didn't even see that. Yeah, but no, this was just a game where, you know, the Texans were up and then they blew the lead and then neither team could really get over that hump. You know, all of a sudden, both teams decided to play like the '85 Bears, and just no one could move the ball. But overall, it was it was it was a solid game. But ties are dumb. Play until there's a winner. Ties are dumb. They don't make sense. It 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 just looks bad, just aesthetically too. It's just just no, just 
play until there's a winner, dang it. But yeah. it's a tie game, Colts, Texans, 20 apiece. Cool. Moving on, we got New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Chokers. I mean, Atlanta Falcons. Oh. The, the 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 Atlanta you know chokers I, I mean um 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 blowing the leaders I mean um can't hold on to a lead I mean um kidding not really I'm not really kidding this is sad to watch I mean come on come on Atlanta what are we doing what are we doing here Atlanta's pain every single time it happens and it's horrendous every time it's hilarious man but anyways um not really much to talk about in this game in had a sizable lead throughout the majority of the game, and then all of a sudden, Jameis Winston uh, had fourth quarter heroics with 17 points. Let's talk about it, Jameis Winston. I think yeah, I, I think he had 140 yards in the fourth quarter with two touchdowns and won the game alone. That's crazy, but yeah, Jameis Winston, 23, 34, 269 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Good for him. Great for him actually, because he's the master of interceptions. But anyways. Uh, Taysom Hill rushing for four carries, 81 yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara, nine rushes for 39 yards. Wow. Not really yeah. much to talk about there. Interesting. Uh, a little bit of Jarvis a fantasy Landry. game flop for Alvin Kamara. Jarvis Landry with seven receptions for 100. Laugh at it. Not Jarvis. No. <laughs> Why did he leave us for the Saints? Oh, and I wish him so well. But I, when I saw it was between, um, when it was between the Browns or the Saints, I was like, oh, Jarvis is coming back. And then he went to the Saints. This still gives me heart boo-boos, but I'm glad to see him doing well. There's that. Cry about it. But anyways, Michael Thomas slant uh, five receptions for 57 yards. Can't guard Mike, huh? And two titties. Can't guard Mike, huh? Laughing. Anyways, not really much else to talk about in terms of receiving. Uh, in terms of defense, not really much that I can see here. No sacks, no interceptions, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. Team. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, Put returns, Deontay Hardy, weird name, Hardy spilled with a T. One return for 12 yards. In terms of kicking, Will Love, two for three, 66.7 percentage, and a long of 51, seven points out of the 27. Good for you. Also, Gillikin, uh, five points for 272 yards, an average of 54.4, and one inside the 20. Dang, pick him up in fantasy. I just might. But yeah, um, you want to take care of the Falcons, or you want me to get this one? I got the Falcons. Marcus Mariota, 20 for 33, 2 15, no picks, no tutties. Cordero Patterson, 22 carries for 120 and a touchdown. Marcus Mariota did have a rushing touchdown. He had 12 carries for 72 yards. Drake London, 5 for 74. Oh, goodness, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Olamide Zacchaeus. Olamide Zacchaeus, thank you. 449, Kadero Hodge, former Cleveland Brian. Still can't believe we just let him walk. 3 for 38, Kyle Pitts, 2 for 19. Didn't do a whole lot. Defense, though, Mikhail Walker with a sack. Grady Jarrett with a sack and a half. Man, he's kind of old. He's still doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, Arnold, e- e- oh my God, what is that? Is that 
Ibiki? I think it's Ebikidi. Ebikidi. I'm not sure. Maybe. The good old Arnold number 47 with the sack. I'll promise I'll get your name right at some point. Uh, Lorenzo Carter also with half the sack. Uh, not a whole lot else. Bradley Pinion four punts for 180 for an average of 45 and two inside the 20. Uh, Young Wei Koo did pretty well, um, except Young for the Wei- missed game winner Mark, at savior. the end. Savior in fantasy, yeah. failure in action. I mean, Young Wake, four for five, 54, rough. and 14 points. Good for you. All right, we're down to the last eight, so we're going to try to speed past these. And uh, score, New Orleans 27, Falcons 26. Cry about it. Yeah, yikes. Here we are. We got the last eight teams. We're 44 minutes in. We still got to play around the risk. We got to make our picks. We got to do the tier list. We're probably going to go over the one hour mark, which is okay. We just try not to go over it too often. But if we go a couple minutes over, you know, it's not hurting nobody. I think we'll be fine. We got about an hour until kickoff. Fair enough. We got the time. I do have to get dinner started, though, about a half hour before. So, you know, I, I, I can pod. Uh, if we keep going for another, like, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour or so. I'm cool with it. For sure. But we just got to get through our stuff here. So Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. Ravens beats the Jets. And I was very, uh, you know, pleased with this game. You know, Lamar played well. You know, 17 for 30, 213, three touchdowns, one pick. Rushing, Lamar only had 17 rushing yards. So Lamar beat him through the air which is what I'm really impressed with is because a lot of people, you know, he can't throw this, that, you know, Lamar didn't do a whole lot of running this game. He did a whole lot of passing and he demolished the jets. He did throw a pick, but he threw three touchdowns. You know, Kenyon Drake, 11 for 31, Lamar was six for 17, you know, receiving wise Rashad Bateman, two for 51, a touchdown, Devin Duvernay, four for 54, Mark Andrews, five fifty two. no touchdowns. Surprisingly, he's always usually a banger to get a couple touchdowns. Demarcus Robinson, two for 19. Defense, Marcus Williams with the sack. Patrick Queen uh, with a pick. Patrick Queen with half a sack. Justin Houston with a sack. Calais Campbell with a sack. It was a rough game uh, for the Jets. Uh, Jordan Stouts, uh, you know, uh, six punts for 291 with an average of 48 and a half, three inside the 20. Uh, that's pretty much it for, for the Ravens here. Your Ravens played really well, you know, they pushed the ball down well. You know, I, I, I like the Jets, uh, but I, I will not like them until Zach Wilson comes back because, you know, Flacco is solid as solid can be, but he's not any good. Like, he can go out there and, and play football, but how much of that is winning football, I I don't know. Yeah, man. Joe, the only thing that lead about me is my Flacco. Yes. Man, uh, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. When he got released from the Ravens after, you know, they had replaced him with Lamar, I think old buddy should have hung it up and called it a day because now he's kind of just been team hopping and it's kind of tarnishing his career. I mean, he didn't have a very good career to begin with. Super Bowl champion does help. Yeah, uh, people forget he never made a Pro Bowl, but people forget Joe Flacco was a pretty solid. He wasn't in any, at any time an elite quarterback, but I mean, you're, you're you know, there no bum quarterbacks go in and win a, a Super Bowl. You know, even the even the other Ravens quarterback, you know, uh, God, I can't remember his name. It's gonna bug me. 
but he won a Super Bowl off that Ravens defense in 2000, and their quarterback wasn't very good. But Joe Flacco was better than him. You know, I think Joe Flacco has always been solid, but you know, after he got released, and the Ravens were like, "Yeah, we're done with you, buddy." I, I think he should have hung it up. Honestly, okay. I'll take care of the stats for the Jets. Joe right. Flacco, thirty-seven to fifty-nine. Jesus Christ, he threw almost six. Yeah, uh, and he's an old man, man. What the heck? You're gonna put him in a retirement home. Clearly, three hundred nine yards. Good for him. One touchdown, one interception. In terms of rushing, Michael Carter, ten rushes for sixty yards. Nothing else to really talk about there. In terms of receiving, Ray Davis, six for seventy-seven. Um, <clears throat> Four for 52. Good for him on his debut. Uh, Elijah Moore, 5 for 49. And no one else to really talk about except for Tyler Conklin. Conklin, uh, 4 for 16 and a receiving touchdown. Good for you. Good for you. In terms of defense, DJ Reed with one pick. Jermaine Johnson with half a sack. Jacob Martin with half a sack. And that's about it. Uh, in terms of t- kick returns, Braxton Berrios, really good kick returner. Uh, two returns for 48 yards. Kicking returns, I should say. Uh, two punt returns for 30 yards. Greg Zerline. Greg the leg, one for two. Greg uh, the leg long- is still in the league. Right. Long of four, five and one. Good field goal. Good for you. Uh, Brandon Mann. My apologies. Six punts for 253 yards. Jesus Christ. And two inside the 20. Wow. But yeah, uh, not really much else to talk about for uh, they only scored nine points. About it. All right. Well, final score. End score. Final score. Twenty-four Jets nine. Moving on, we've got uh, the Jaguars, Jaguars and Commanders. Well, the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence was twenty-four forty-two for two seventy-five, one touchdown, one pick. James Robinson, 11 for 66 and a touchdown. Travis Etienne for 47. Receiving Christian Kirk, 6 for 117. I did not. I knew they signed Christian Kirk to some solid money to pry him away from the Cardinals. But, man, he, he looks like he deserved every penny that game. Yeah. Uh, 6 for 117. Zay Jones, 6 for 65. Marvin Jones Jr., 4 for 38. Evan Ingram, 4 for 28. Uh, defense, Trayvon Walker. The, the rookie, number one overall, not only did he have a sack, he also had a pick. Mm. Tyson Campbell also with an interception as well. Man, imagine getting a pick and a sack in your first NFL game. That's that's pretty crazy. That's impressive. Punting-wise, Logan Cook, three for 150, you know, 50-yard average, one inside the 20, kicking three for 75-yard uh, percentage. 45 yard is the longest and contributing 10 points. You know, the, the, they just, I don't know. They, they, they did. I, they did solid, you know, Trevor Lawrence, once again, didn't really play like how we expect him to, but you know, Carson Wentz also, you know, showed out. He did have two picks, but he did leave that game winning drive. So it was overall, it was, a, it was a solid game. For Jacksonville, for Washington. Sure. I will say there's a bit of an upside with, you know, Trayvon Walker doing Trayvon Walker things in his first ever game. Um, other than that, not really much bright side in Jacksonville right now. Doug Peterson is an okay head coach, I guess. 
But yeah, I'll take care of the uh, commanders. Oh my god, they have a name. Uh, I'll take care of the commanders in terms of stats. So Carson Wentz went 27 for 41, 313 yards, four touchdowns uh, from him. And of course, the two picks that were aforementioned. In terms of rushing, Antonio Gibson carried the ball 14 times for 58 yards. And not really much else to talk about. In terms of receiving, Antonio caught the ball seven times for 72 yards. Gordon, uh, two catches for 58 yards. Scary Terry. Anyways, uh, Curtis Samuel, crying that you're no longer in Carolina. Eight catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Also, Terry McLaurin did get another. Forgot about that. Uh, <clears throat> Jahan Dodd, three catches for 40 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner. And there's not really much else to talk about in terms of receiving. In terms of defense, we've got Derek Forrest with an interception, uh, Jonathan Allen with a sack, and Darren Payne with a sack. And that's about it. In terms of kick returns, Dax Milne, or Milne, not entirely sure how to pronounce your name, uh, two returns for four yards and two punt returns. Yards, and then not really much else to say about that. Don't know how Joey Sly managed two points. Yeah, extra points. Two extra points, but other than that, nothing else to really say about him. And yeah, that's about it. Trustway, three punts, 147 yards, none inside the 20. Final score, uh, Washington 28, Jacksonville 22. Solid, solid. All right, next up, we got Packers and Vikings. You know, this was this this game. This game was not good. If you're a Packers fan, Aaron Rodgers, 22 for 34, 195 and a pick. He just didn't play well. Jordan Love played a little bit at the end, but he just Aaron Rodgers just did not look good. His receivers were dropping everything. You know, they couldn't get the run game established. Aaron Jones, five for 49. AJ Dillon, 10 for 45 and a touchdown. Uh, receiving AJ Dillon, five for 46. Romeo da- Dubes. 437, Dubs. Robert Tunyon, three, is it Dobbs? I think it's Dobbs. Okay, fair enough. Robert Tunyon, 3 for 36. Christian Watson, 2 for 34. Would have had like a 50-yard touchdown, but got the case of the dropsies. You know, he only got targeted after he dropped that big pass. He only got targeted once. He just, like, was not getting thrown the ball to because, you know, that's, you know, you drop open passes, you know, you're not going to get thrown the ball thrown to you. Defense, uh, Defense, uh, seven, let me see, oopsies, numbers of Cray Walker, nope, all right, uh, Rashawn, Rashawn Gary, one sack, uh, Amari Rogers with a one kick return for 14 yards, uh, he also had a punt return for 12 yards, uh, Mason Crosby with one extra point, and Pat O'Donnell with four punts for 179 yards, 44.8 average, three inside the 20. All right, I'll take care of the Vikings. Uh, the Kirk Cousins curse continues. No team that has ever lost since has won the Super Bowl. Laughing at you, Aaron Rodgers. But anyways, Kirk Cousins, 23-32, two touchdowns, no picks. Good for him. In terms of rushing, Dalvin Cook probably destroyed a lot of people in fantasy with 20 carries and 90 yards. He also didn't. Uh, Alexander Madison having eight carries for 36 yards, probably because Dalvin Cook was Dalvin Cook. 
In terms of receiving, Jay Jettas, nine receptions, nearly 200 yards with 184 and two touchdowns. Sad about that. Uh, three receptions for 36 yards and not really uh, much else to talk about. In terms of defense, Jordan Hicks got a sack. Harrison Smith, that white boy, uh, he got an interception. <clears throat> Daniel Hunter, one sack. Zadarius Smith, one sack. Wasn't he a Packer? Yeah, he was a Packer, and now he's with the Vikings. Uh, DJ Wonham, a sack. And, yeah, not much else to talk about in terms of defense. In terms of kicker, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Sorry, I'm butchering it. Uh, one return for 25 yards. Jalen Rieger, one return for 7 yards. Uh, Greg Joseph... Three for three in field goals and, like, two extra points, I think. Six. And in terms of punting, Ryan Wright, five punts, 232 yards, and three inside the 20. Wow. Good for them. Anyways, final score, Minnesota demolishes Green Bay 23-7. Yeah, no, that was, that was a... Good game for the Vikings. The Packers just couldn't get out the starting gates. That was hard to watch. Next, we got the Giants and Titans. Giants, you know, Saquon Barkley, really, really well. Um, he was 18 carries for 164 and a touchdown. Daniel Jones, 17 for 21. To pick, you know, he needs to really prove that he can – be a starting quarterback because he's he looks like he's about to get he's about to get replaced pretty soon. Uh, he also Can had talk six about the fact that he only missed four He did, and but at the same time he only threw about twenty passes, but yeah, still impressive for him very well. Receiving Sterling Shepard two for seventy one and a touchdown. Richie James five fifty nine. Saquon six for thirty. Kenny Galladay two for twenty two. Defense. Tomon Fox with a sack, and that's it there. Jamie Gillen, former Browns punter, six punts for 51.5 average, five inside the 20. You know, Saquon just played like the second pick in the draft. Like, he's been hurt so much, finally got healthy, and now the Giants are finally starting to reap the rewards of, of drafting him with the second pick in 2018. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take care of Tennessee. I'm laughing at you and disappointed at you in the same time. How do you lose to New York? But anyways, Ryan Tannehill, 20 for 33, 266, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Derek Henry, 21 carries for 82 yards. And that's about it. I also want to point out that he did get blown up. And he's normally the one doing that to other people, so weird. Uh, in terms of receiving, Kyle Phillips, six receptions for 66 yards. Dontrell Hilliard, three receptions for 61 yards. Traylon Burks, three receptions for 55 yards, and not really much else to talk about. In terms of defense, uh, Jeffrey Simmons with two sacks. Rashad Weaver with two sacks. Amani Hooker with an interception. Bud Dupree, who is apparently a Titan now, uh, he got a sack. And that's about it. In terms of kick returns, Trenton Cannon who was a star in the AAF. Yeah, we still talk about that. Two receptions, two returns for 33 yards. Uh, Kyle Phillips, punt, uh, 
caught four punts for 62-yard returns. 62 return yards, my bad. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Fat Randy Bullock missing the game winner. Not surprised. Not Fat Randy! Randy! Yeah. Why uh, are you missing kicks for games, Randy? Makes me sad. I'm laughing. Uh, yeah, he went two for three, along with 46, and had, uh, two other extra points. And then, other than that, uh, punting Ryan Stonehouse, six punts, 342 yards, an average of 57, and three inside the 20. Yeah, uh, final score, Giants 21, Titans 20. We laugh at your pain. Essentially. So, next we got the Raiders and the Chargers. Chargers, the really impressive game by Justin Herbert. But for the Raiders, Derek Carr, 22 for 37, 295, two touchdowns, three picks. Yikes. Uh, Josh Jacobs, ten only 10 carries for 57, receiving Devontae Adams, 10 for 41, a touchdown. Darren Roller, 4 for 79. Hunter Renfro, 3 for 21. Brandon Bolden, three for, uh, 2 for 21, and the touchdown. You said uh, Devontae Adams for how much? 10 receptions for 141 and a touchdown. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Defense, we got not a lot of defense. Not a single sack or pick. Wow. Yikes. Um, and that's pretty much it for the uh, the Raiders here. You know, Derek Carr just really didn't play well at the end. You know, threw a couple picks. And, you know, I feel like this team can go as far as Derek Carr lets them because I feel like Derek Carr has a bit of a ceiling on him. Like, he'll win you seven, eight, nine games. But – you know, big games, he doesn't really have a tendency to show up. So if, if he can just, you know, be more consistent and start showing up in those games, I think the Raiders could make the playoffs and be a solid playoff team. But, uh, you know, not, not playing like this, you know, three picks against one of the best teams in the league is pretty much going to guarantee you an L. And with that being said, I will take care of Los Angeles. Uh, Justin Herbert went 26 of 34, 279, three touchdowns and picks. Austin Eckler got 14 carries for 36 yards. Yikes. Uh, not really much else to talk about in terms of rushing. Uh, Keenan Allen, 466 yards. Wow, Justin Herbert must have really spread the wealth this year. Uh, this spread the ball a lot. Had like 10 receivers go over. Uh, Ten receivers catch the ball in general. Uh, Keenan Allen, four for 66. DeAndre Carter, three for 64 and a touchdown. Gerald Everett, three for 54 and a touchdown. And Alexander Horvath, two for six and a touchdown. Yeah, not really much else to talk about. Um, <clears throat> Derwin James with a sack. I believe he is a safety. I could be wrong. Uh, Khalil Mack with three sacks. Great for him. His Chargers debut. Junior with the game-winning interception, if I remember correctly. Uh, Dre, sorry, Drew Tranquil with another interception, and Bryce Cap also with an interception. Joey Bosa one and a half sacks, and not much else to talk about. I think we're gonna stop with the kicks, the special uh, special teams, because we're kind of running low on time. We're already an hour three in, and we're not even done with the. Uh, so I think that we should just do offense and defense just to keep our time going. 
But yeah, final score, Chargers 24, Raiders 19. And it was looking pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Now looking back. Next game, Chiefs and Cardinals. This game was a slaughterhouse, almost worse than the Bills and Rams one. Patrick Mahomes, three for thir- 30 for 39, 360, five tutties with no picks. Sheesh. That is Patrick Mahomes type. That is like last year when I was kind of hating on him because he was having a lot of bad games. You know, that's the type of stuff that I like to see out of him, especially because I have him on fantasy. He scored me almost 50 fantasy points. Hee-ha, hee-ha. But rushing, they had Isaiah was it, Pacheco. Pacheco, yeah, I think so. Pacheco, 12 for 62 in a touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, four, uh, 7 for 42. Receiving Travis Kelsey, of course, 8 for 121 in the touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, 6 for 79. Marquez Valdez-Scandling, uh, 4 for 44. Sky Moore had 1 for 30. Defense, Legereus Sneed with a sack. Carlos Dunlap with a sack. Tershawn Wharton with a sack. And that's that, I believe. Um, for the Chiefs, oh, yeah, this was just a slaughterhouse. The Cardinals could do nothing to slow down Patrick Mahomes. And every, it seemed like every single possession, he was just absolutely shoving it down their throat. Like, okay. like, like he, put up, he put up Madden numbers on rookie mode. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really surprised. It's kind of what I expect from Patrick Mahomes, and that's not me being a fan or anything like that. It's just he's that good of a quarterback. He can put up those numbers any given week. But anyways, I'll take care of Car- uh, not Carolina, Arizona. Whoops. Um, Tyler Murray, 22 for 34, 194 yards, two touchdowns. And apparently Trace McSorley played, so two for four, 12 yards. No th- Throw it on a dime like he ain't even trying. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray also carried the ball for 29 yards. Uh, to talk about other than James Conner getting 10 for 26 and a rushing touchdown. That's kind of bad for a starting running back, but anyways. Uh, in terms of receiving, Greg Dortch, seven receptions for 63 yards. Marquis Brown, four receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. And Zach Ritz, still in the league, apparently. Two for 14 and a touchdown. Not much else to really talk about. In terms of defense, no sack picks. Yep, that, that's pretty much it. That's how it is. Uh, Chiefs, 44. Cardinals, 21. Next, we got the Bucks and the Cowboys. Uh, this this game just kind of sucked. No one really played good on any end. I mean, Brady, eight, 18 for 27, 212, a touchdown and a pick. Leonard Fournette did play well. He had 21 carries for 127. Receiving Mike Evans, 5 for 71 and a touchdown. Julio Jones, 3 for 69. Chris Godwin, 3 for 35. Russell Gage, 2 for 13. Uh, defense, Devin White with two sacks. Antoine Winfield with an interception. Anthony Nelson with a sack, Vita Vea with a sack, and that's about it there. Dak just didn't play well, and then he got hurt, and no one really played well except for Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans, so it was definitely a bit of a disappointing uh, 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 late game. It, it just it just was, it was supposed to be a banger, and it just did not turn out that well. And that's typically how Sunday Night Football works for the first week kind of start to pick up. 
I'm not expecting much from Green Bay and Chicago. We get to that. <clears throat> I'll take care of the Cowboys. Yeah, boys. Uh, Dak Prescott, 14 for 29, 134 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. The game with a thumb injury, which he ended up having surgery for, and he will be out for weeks. But yep. we'll see what happens with that. He might come back quicker. He might come uh, later. We'll see what happens. Cooper Rush, 7 for 13, 64 picks. Ezekiel Elliott had 10 carries for 52 yards. Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, who I drafted in fantasy, and I'm kind of glad I have him on my bench. Uh, nothing for him. In terms of Noah Brown's five receptions, 68 yards led the team. Dalton Schultz, seven catches for 62 yards, and not much else to talk about. In terms of defense, uh, Micah Parsons with two touchdowns, not two touchdowns, two sacks. Good for him. Wilson with the only pick of the game for Dallas, and that's about it. Yeah, not much else to talk about. Tampa 19, Dallas 3. And for yeah, the final game of week one, go ahead. We got Russ and the Broncos versus the Seahawks and Geno Smith, and we were so wrong, but who would have expected the Seahawks to win? I mean, I thought it was Broncos by a mile, two miles, probably three and a half. It, it, right. was, it was rough. You know, it, it, you know, Broncos country. We tried, you know. <laughs> it was rough. Uh, I mean, Russ played all right, 29 of 42, 340 and a touchdown, no picks. Melvin Gordon, 1258, rushing. Javante, 7 for 43. Receiving Jerry Judy, 4 for 102 and a touchdown. Cortland Sutton, 4 for 72. Javante, 11 for 65. Andrew Beck, 2 for 52. Defense, uh, Bradley Chubb with two sacks. And that's that. Um, yeah, no, uh, for the Broncos, just they just didn't play well. This was just not good football. Uh, two uh, fumbles, goal line, both recovered by the Seahawks. Just spelt disaster for them. It was a bad, 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 bad game for the Broncos. And, uh, yeah, I'll take care of Seattle. Geno Smith. Dog, man. He went 23 for 28, 195 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And this is his first start in seven or eight years, I believe. So, wow. Uh, Rashad Penny. Times for 60 yards. Nothing else to really talk about in terms of rushing. Uh, in terms of receiving, Will Disley led the team with three receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown, along with Parkinson's two receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. Uh, DK Metcalf didn't really play well. Seven receptions for 36 yards, and he also lost a lot of yards in, like, one of them. Um, no one else to really talk about in terms of receiving. In terms of defense, Cody Barton got a sack. Buchanan Woso got a sack. And that's it. Yeah, not really much else to talk about. I guess Seattle just kind of game managed. I mean, we saw it, but it kind of fell asleep throughout half the game. I would like to point out Nathaniel Hackett's. Nathaniel cannot hack it. Nans literally had two. No, he had three timeouts. It was like two or three. Yeah, about four minutes left in the game. Dude wasted a minute doing it. Nothing with the ball, and then decided to call his first timeout. Didn't call another timeout until after the game was already over. There was a fourth and five where, you know, 
got rust for this reason. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, I disagree with. You know, you, in that situation, you call timeout, give yourself about a minute or so, have Russ go for it. You know, fourth and, that's what you pay Russ all that money for, was to be able to trust him fourth and five to get closer to field goal range. Where they're like, nope, we want to kick a 63-yarder. They kicked it the first time. They had called timeout. He missed, kicked it again after, you know, getting another shot at it. And he missed that one, too. So it was just, you know, that's, that's when you put Russ in there and say, go get us this first down. And then if you don't, you know, it's not, you know, necessarily game over. Because if you got like a minute left, two timeouts, you know, you're, you can get the ball back with like 20 seconds. But, you know, it was just, you know, you could, you could see Shannon Sharp and, um, and Peyton Manning just having a stroke watching the game. Because I was watching the Peyton and Eli coverage of it. And they were – Shannon Sharp was and, – and, and Peyton were just absolutely not having it. They were so upset because this was just poor coaching at the end there. Yeah, terrible clock management. But yeah, final score, uh, Seattle 17, Denver 16. 16. Yep. All right, well, we went through all the recaps. Took us an hour and 12 minutes, but you know what? We, you know, we do, you know, we, we were able to, you know, really get through things pretty well. But here we got the tier list now. We'll upgrade the update the tier list. I mean, I guess upgrade you could do. So for right now in F tier, we got Falcons, Lions, Giants, uh, uh, Pittsburgh Seahawks and Jaguars. Do you see any of them going up to D tier? If I'm 100% honest, the way that Detroit keeps losing these one score games, it makes me want to put them in D tier because they have a I, lot I, of fight in them. I, st- but they I just keep losing. I still, I, I, I don't, I think I'm fine with everyone here. I mean, if we get another awesome week of Saquon and the Giants can beat uh, the Panthers, I believe, um, then I could see, uh, you know, us moving them up. But Pittsburgh, you know, I I, I kind of want to move them up to D tier. You know, they got a lot of interceptions um, and they were able to close out the game. So I, I don't think they're, you know, very good, but I do think they are at least D tier after week one. I think we can move them up. I'll move Pittsburgh up. And then for D, uh, D tier, we got the Bears, Texans, Jets, Commanders, and Panthers. Bears are fine. Uh, Texans are fine. Uh, I'm. I think we should move the Jets down to F tier. Especially, okay. especially with no Zach Wilson, they're just not going to play very well. Uh, Commander, Commanders. Uh, I kind of like the Commanders a little bit. I think they could get moved up to C tier. I'm going to have to see more from them. So give it one more week then. Yeah, give it weeks. All right. Well, then we got the Panthers. They're sitting at D tier. You know, they fair enough. I know we know we played really well in the last quarter and a half. That's not enough. I need to see. Sadly, NFL game. You know, I mean, luckily, NFL games are four quarters, not the last, not just one quarter. Right. So. All right, C tier. We'll start off with the Browns. I think they're fine here. Uh, I, I, you know, they didn't do that. I don't think their Broncos good or yeah, Broncos might be coming down. I don't know. Cowboys might be coming down. I just don't think they're B tier. I think once we, I don't think they're unless Jacoby starts playing a lot better. I think they they're just gonna chill in C tier until Deshaun gets back. 
which I think is a, a fine place for them to be. They're not a team to beat, but you know, you're, you're not just cause there's Jacoby and not Deshaun, you know, you're not going to just walk over this Browns team, but they're also not going to go out of their way. So I would say, I think C tier is fine for them. Mm-hmm. Saints, yeah. I think are also saints are fine in C tier as well. You know, led that comeback, but I I just need to see more. I want to see Jameis had a great fourth quarter, but I want to see four quarters of great Jameis. Uh, Eagles, yep, Eagles, same same deal. I I think I think they're fine in C tier. Vikings, I don't uh, Vikings. I don't I don't I don't more from them. Like they're consistently C tier, and that's kind of just how they are. But I need, I would need to see more to move them up to B tier because B tier is like the right. good teams, whereas C tier mm-hmm. is like the not bad. Yep, Miami. I really Miami liked how they looked this. Uh, I liked how they looked this week. I liked how but they looked I, this I, week and how they looked all of last season. Right. I'm gonna need to see more from them. Fair enough. Patriots. I think Patriots can can go down to D tier. They yeah, just they they played terrible. Uh, Titans, I think they're fine in C tier. You know they're kind of lower C tier. Derrick Henry didn't look like Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill is not going to go out of his way to win you a bunch of games. Uh, Colts, I mean they just tied with the Texans, which kind of means they got to go down to D tier. Yeah, and they didn't play very well either. Really see Matt Ryan doing much this year. Oh, yeah. All right, 49ers. 49ers staying in C, or they drop. I mean, I didn't move the Bears, and they won. But I wouldn't move the, the Niners field, at the same time. The field, the field uh, predicaments was really bad, but I feel like if we didn't move the Bears up for winning, then I feel like we should move the Niners down for losing regardless. What are you thinking about that? I feel like if we didn't move the Bears up for winning, then I think it's unfair to us to keep the Niners above them when the Bears just straight up outplayed them. Okay, I only heard the last part of what you said. I heard from Bears winning onwards. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's a weird team. It's not really going to do you much so Mm -hmm. far, but the defense is still stout. And right, but I also I just feel like if the Bears didn't get moved up for winning, then I don't know how we could keep the Niners ahead of them on the tier list when they got smacked by the Bears. I know the the field was terrible, but I feel like if the Bears aren't moving up, then I feel like the Niners should move down to be on the same level as the Bears at least. Because I didn't, I, I just didn't like what I what I saw. You know, I know the field wasn't very good, but. I do think it's fair to move the Niners down just for now, but they're still they'd be high D tier, but I do think we should move them down. That's fair. If they end up winning against the, uh, it's a Seattle team, I don't yeah, know. Seattle, uh, Seattle's. We'll have to look at that when that happens. But uh, Raiders, you know, I feel like if just Derek Carr just doesn't throw picks, I feel like this could be a really insanely good team. So I think I'm pretty happy with them in C tier. And then Cardinals, you know, they kind of just got obliterated by the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are in S slash A tier for a reason. So I think... It's been uh, good for them for the last, like, 
right? But I just I, they're just not D or F tier bad. I think they just stay in C, but I think they're lower C. And then we could move them down if they lose again. That looks fake. And then B tier Baltimore, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. B tier Cincinnati, I don't want to freak out too much about it, but they just didn't play very well. Offense didn't play well. Defense didn't get any takeaways. So I don't know what to do with the Bengals. You know, possibly move them there. I'm not too there. worried about them. All right. It's one uh, Green, Green Bay. Uh, I feel like Green Bay needs to be moved down. They just yeah. played full four quarters of dog water. Not, not good a, football. Not just that, but, like, I don't really see them doing much this year as a whole. Mm-hmm. I feel like what we saw this week is what we're going to be seeing for the rest of the season. All right. Well, Dallas Cowboys, they're in B tier. Uh, they need they to be moved down. Today. They don't have Dak. We're just, yeah, they're, they're getting moved down. Uh, Denver Broncos? Denver, it's kind of weird. I would keep them in B for now. All right. But all right. if they continue to play like that, then we're definitely going to move them down. All right. Well, S slash A tier. Uh, I know the Bills are staying. I know the Chiefs are staying. Uh, the Rams, yikes. They can stay. It was one bad game. It's not like it's gonna. All right. Well, I did. For, I was gonna say. I feel like the Chargers are in B tier. I feel like they should get put up the S slash A tier, but we normally only have four teams up there. I mean, and we don't. I like. like we don't have. To I keep know. It well, I know. I'm just saying. I feel like Chargers are better than Bucks. I feel like they're better than the Rams, but I don't think they're better than the Bills or Chiefs. So I think we should move the Chargers up. Mm. I don't know. Man. I say they're high A tier or high B tier, and then if they continue to play like they played this past week, then we can move them up. I will say both the Bengals and Broncos both lost, and they are still in the same tier. I just, you know, I just, I just think this Chargers team is a lot better than the Broncos and the Bengals possibly better than the Ravens. So I think we will just keep them B tier, but I think uh, like Bengals, Broncos are low B tier. I think Chargers are high B tier. Yeah, the way I've got it set up right now for SA tier, I've got Bills Chiefs at the top of SA. uh, Rams, Bucks at the bottom. B tier, I've got Chargers, Ravens at the top of B tier. uh, Bengals, Broncos at the bottom. I got Browns, Saints, Eagles, Vikings, Packers, uh, Cowboys, Miami, Tennessee, uh, Vegas, and then Arizona. But I'm going to put Miami above Green Bay. I'm going to put them above Green Bay, but that's basically how it is. Browns, Saints, Eagles, Vikings, and the shit of C tier. And I'm not yeah. even going to go into detail because we already know how that is. Yeah. So, all right. So, you pretty much just had it listed out how I had it listed out. There's the tier list. Mo- noticeable movements. Uh, Steelers going from F to D. Colts going from C to D. Niners going from C to D. Patriots going from C to D. Uh, Cowboys going from B to C. Green Bay going from B to C. And that is the Jets D to uh, F, and that's pretty much that. You know, all right. Well, there we go. We got the recap. Got the tier list now. 
Time for a little bit of run the risk here. All right. Yep. Just let me know when you're ready. I'll go first this time. You went first last time. All right. All right. Let's see. Who do? Okay. Give me Patrick Mahomes for four touchdowns against the Chargers. Tonight, Just... you're expecting him to go. Four. Yep. Okay. That's my quarterback for passing and then for rushing. Give me Nick Chubb for a hundred yards. No, no, that's too little. Nick Chubb for 150 versus the Jets. Okay. I feel like Nick Chubb's gonna like feast. Cause I mean he got a hundred and what thirty something last week. Yeah, he can he can get one fifty. Uh, then for wide receivers, I will take uh, – give me – He had 141 last week. 141? Okay. No, 200. Just saying it's the Jets, Doug. I think I'm solid with 150. He also sharing snaps with Kareem Hunt. Mm. I will actually take uh, – Ooh, this is rough. Hmm. Give me Stephon Gilmore for a hundred receiving yards against the Titans. You said Gilmore, but you meant Diggs. You said a hundred yards against the Titans. Oh, did I say Gilmore? Oh God. I miss Gilmore in Carolina. Oh yeah. And then for defense, give me. Give me the Steelers' defense for 10 or less points, holding the Patriots to 10 or less points. Ooh, that's bold. That Steelers' defense, you know, I, I just didn't like what I saw from the Patriots, and I like what I saw from the Steelers for the most part. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay, so for me, I've got... Baker Mayfield going for 200 yards and two touchdowns against New York. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm liking how I'm adding this because it's like, cool, if I miss one thing, I don't get the whole pick. Right. Okay, so let me just add and because I literally just right now and two touchdowns. I originally had him only going for 200 yards, but I feel like he can throw two touchdowns against New York. Oh, yeah. I think they'll be fine. I think Baker will be fine. Swift rushing for at least 100 yards versus Washington. I've got Debo Samuel. Total touchdowns versus Seattle. Can be receiving or rushing. And then I've got Tampa Bay forcing at least versus New Orleans. Okay. Now it's time for our rapid fire picks. Well, hold on. Actually, real quick, for steel, I'll I'm gonna change my defense. I'm gonna change my defense, and I'm actually gonna go Rams for three takeaways against the Falcons. Okay, LAR versus three takeaways versus Atlanta. Gotcha. All right. All right. Now we're all set. Time for the game picks this week. You ready? All right. Game. It, 
the game that's going to be on in uh, like an hour. We got Chargers and Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm also taking the Chiefs as much as Los Angeles. I don't think that it's going to be very good for them because they're going to be playing in Arrowhead. So I'll take the Chiefs here. All right. Then it's Patriots and Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers, sadly. Oh, okay. I'm I gotta take the Steelers, man. I don't I don't I don't uh uh the Patriots looked really uh I don't know, man. I think that Bill Belichick's gonna have him bounce back. I'll take the Patriots. Alright. Next we got Panthers and Giants. I'm taking the Panthers. I am also taking the Panthers. Thank you for uh not <laughs> not being a hater. A hater. He's hating. No, I like I like this matchup. And then next we got the Jets and the Browns. I'm taking the Browns. And imagine taking the Jets in this matchup. That'd be yikes, dude. <laughs> yikes. You know what? For the meme, I'm- you're not going. I'm gonna say, bro, that's my <laughs> thing, and I stopped doing that because we're actually trying to be pretty, you know, close in in, in uh, our our guesses for the mm-hmm. our week. All right. Well, we go, both got Browns. Then it's Colts and Jaguars. Uh, oof. This game's kind of – give me the Colts. So taking the Colts. All right. The next game, Ravens and Dolphins. I'm going to stay on the Dolphins hype train. I'm going to take Dolphins. Ooh, interesting. I'm actually taking the Ravens here because I don't feel like – as good as he did last week, and I feel like Baltimore's defense is way better. So yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. All right, this next game, Bucks and Saints. Brady doesn't like playing against the Saints, and I'm gonna take the Saints. I'm gonna take the Bucks here. I feel like James did what James did last week. Fair enough. Commanders and Lions. I'm going to take. I love the Lions. I really do, but I think I'm taking Commanders here. Well, you take Washington. I I actually am going to take Detroit set of the week. Okay. And here we got 49ers and Seahawks. I'm going to – I think I'm taking Seahawks here. Oh, okay. I think I'm taking Seahawks here. I'm taking Seahawks. All right. You know, I got to switch it up a little bit. You're expecting them to have an hit and for uh, San Fran to start 0-2. Interesting. I am San Fran here. I Fair don't enough. think that Geno Smith is going to have the same output of a game as he did last week. All right. Next it's Falcons-Rams. I'm taking Rams. I'm also taking the Rams. Cardinals <laughs> and Raiders. I am going to take... Mm. I'm actually going to take the Cardinals here. Mm, interesting. Who are you taking? I will take the Raiders here. All right. Here it's Texans, Broncos, and call me a monkey, monkey's uncle because I'm taking the Texans here. I, oh, I think this is going to be the upset. This is the upset of the week right here. I think Texans are going to beat the Broncos. You know what? That is a very interesting pick. But I think I am going to take the Broncos here. Broncos country. 
We tried. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bengals and Cowboys. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, it would be ridiculous to take the Cowboys right now. They don't have Dak. They've got and they don't have the GOAT, you know, Gucci Danucci anymore, so. <laughs> All right, um, next is Bears-Packers. I'm taking the Bears. I'm also taking the Bears here. I don't think that Green Bay is going to do anything, and I've been very vocal about that so far this year. It's Titans, playoffs. Titans and Bills, they might. I'm taking the Bills. I'm also taking Buffalo here. Then the Vikings, Eagles. I'm taking Vikings. Same here. I don't trust the Eagles right now. Oh, yeah, no. Hmm. Let me just look back at some of these. Anything that I'm not confident in, ooh, pretty much just. No, nah, we said it. We got it. We're locked in. Those are our picks. All right, so those are our picks. Just wanted to note that you ended up being. Uh, t- you ended up being eight seven and one last week, and I ended up being ten five and one. So as it stands right now, I am above. I'm on top. All right, all right. Well, you know, I took a couple risks here: Saints, Seahawks, you know, Dolphins, and Texans. Those could be the four games. You know, hey man, I just need two of those to hit really, because you know, and I'm feeling pretty confident in some of them. So. That's what we're doing. The only thing that I'm really not confident in is the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Lions, but I'm actually pretty confident in the Lions. I'm more confident in Detroit than I am in New England. That says something. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, we did our recap and it took an hour and 10 minutes to do the recap, but we did the recap. We updated the tier list, played Run the Risk, and we made our guesses. Uh, that will be it for episode two of season two of Clutch Ball Podcast. I'm Garrett, and he is Jay. And see you back next week for episode three of season two, where we will do what we usually do: up, you know, recap the week before, play run the risk, make our picks for the next week, and update the tier list. So that's it for us. Bye bye. Adios.